Welcome to Every L Member with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour, and I'm joined, as always, by my Tropic as Hell co-host, Alexander Volt. Say hello. Hello. This is Every L Member, the podcast where we listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. That's a whole new discography per episode. And today, we're discussing every album by Dirty Rotten Imbeciles. DRI, baby! It's, it's, uh, it's Mike's day today. It is Mike's day today. Oh, boy. This was uh, not requested by anybody. It was just a thing that I wanted to do. I don't, I mean, I, we got to treat ourselves once in a while. Once in a while. We'll go mad. We'll go mad, man. This is one of my, uh, this is one of the, the bands that I cite so often as like a, as a band who did something perfectly, like did a thing perfectly, never sucked at that thing, <laughs> never really changed that much. Yeah. I mean, they changed, but like not from the thing that is DRI and never stopped. And also Singer Curve Rush never aged. No, no. Never ever aged. Uh, but yeah, before we get into all of that, we will discuss all this in weirdly explicit detail. Well, that's not that's a well, Mike will. I'll sit here and nod. Please do. I said explicit <laughs> detail. I'm not that says that makes no sense for this. Uh, uh, excruciating details. Probably there a better. Way. There we go. Uh, if you want to support us and hang out, please, for the love of God, like the video if you like it, subscribe if you want to hang out longer, talk smack in the comments. Leave your picks for best and worst albums if you want to play along with us. And, uh, and it's, all, it's all fun and good and dandy. There's a full DIY playlist on Spotify that we've curated. There's a link to that in the description. We got plays associated with pretty much every episode. And you can find all those at everyalbumever.com. And, uh, well, you, you know, there's one last thing to plug. There's plenty of things to plug, actually. But the page. The real one. The Patreon. The Patreon, baby. Patreon.com slash every album ever. We got all bonus episodes, early access to our Loose Ends episodes. We are, we need to record a lot of Loose Ends. Albums came out this year from past episodes that we've done. We should get to those. Uh, there's also uh, 20% off all our merch. You get to see our schedule in advance. You get to vote on poll to decide who we're covering. Uh, you get to join our Discord and, and hang out with our little community there, which also means you get to suggest uh, brand new albums for us to cover on our shorter, you know, uh, every other week episodes that we started doing. And then if you're tier two, if you give us a little bit more money, if you're bigger than Jesus, that means you can actually suggest these big old giant full discography episodes. We have a mountain of lists. Not, we have one mountain of one list, really, mm. realistically. A whole big giant list of requests, and they were slowly chipping away at. People have been waiting a long time. There's nothing we can do. We, we move one week at a time. We're trying our best. Uh, but because of that, we need we need to get paid. All right, baby? We need to get paid. That's only what's going to happen. So if you want to do that, go there, please, and thank you. All right. Uh, and also check out my debut EP, Pander Monkey. You can find a link to that in the description. It's very cool. It's nothing like this. It's much slower than this. But it's cool nonetheless. All right. DRI, baby. Uh, I imagine you know them ambiently. I, <laughs> for some reason, have only heard one song before going into this. That doesn't even count. One song doesn't yeah, count no, as a it song. It's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Can I ask what song it was? Uh, Behind the Wheel. All right. That's more Be of a song. That's an actual song. Because it was in that video game Skate. Okay. Well, yeah. that's, all right. That's fair enough. Yeah, I've discovered a lot of punk bands through video games. Yes, I, I kind of there was a lot like a, a heyday for that. Oh hell yeah, PS One days. Really, yeah, that you don't really see anymore. Yeah, far here anymore. Yeah, everything's well, because, too cinematic and online. 
Well, also, and they got to like incorporate all the, the newer stuff. And it's and by newer stuff, I don't mean modern stuff. I mean stuff that's newer than 1983. Sure. Which is a lot of stuff that's like, there's plenty yeah. of things that are now old, but just newer than that stuff. So it just, it's more fair. Like mm-hmm. the the Tony Hawk remasters or re- remakes, whatever. Like they, those had newer th- stuff in them too, because it's just th- appropriate. That was a good blend of new stuff and old stuff. Right, right. Too bad they're not going to make any more remakes. Oh, fucking. I heard, I shouldn't even talk about this because we're going to be here forever. I heard the like, they were right on the cusp of doing three and four. Oh, and they, I mean, Tony Hawk himself said they're, they just stopped. They're just not going to do it. Father, you Activision. Yeah, I think, I think it's because the, the devs, something happened with the devs of that game and uh, Activision didn't trust anyone else to do it or someone didn't trust anyone else to make them, I mean, to, do them to do them justice. Vicarious Visions is... They're good. They're real good at what they do. So what happened? I think something happened to them. Oh, I don't know. I think I something happened them. to them. If I figured it out, you might see something in the video. If or if I didn't have time to find that, then you, you're not. You have no answers. I'm sorry. You'll have to Google it yourself. Uh, but yeah, fun, so many bands from but they're from com- all, all those games. They're coming out with a new skate game, so maybe Dri can be oh. in that new skate game. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Right. Right. Skate, skate, and Tony Hawk. They trade off. He has his. Yeah, the time uh, of the sun, and then then they pass the they pass the pass the wheels, dude. Yeah, the baton or the wheels, the trucks. Pass the trucks. Yeah, <laughs> they got to screw them on themselves right before they boom right in the head. Um, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. So this is um one of my favorite punk bands slash thrash bands um of all time. It, it, along with many people, they're hu- hugely influential. They ba- they basically invented crossover. Um, well, they were one of the, the four people to invent it and they, they were like, they spearheaded it. They were like the, sure. the main ones to do it. They're one of the only, one of a handful, a small handful of punk bands that transitioned to metal or thrash and did it good. Cause most didn't do it good. Mm-hmm. Like there are such a small list, like so many tried to, to get heavier and they just stunk. One of the worst examples is SSD control. Fuck them. They, they really <laughs> fucking blew after they went, they stopped being punk. But, uh, there's also there's also like some uh, before I don't want to get too obscure out, out, out of the gate, but like uh, have you ever heard of the band? Uh, I think it's Antisect. No, they're no. like an anarchist punk band, if I'm not mistaken. They were like I think they're British. They're really big in like the the crust like sphere. They're not like a crust band. They were more like uh, anarcho. Uh, I don't know, uh, but they were like a, a punk band. They had this one album that everyone kind of goes to. Mm-hmm. I didn't care much for it. I think I'm I'm pretty sure they actually went metal for like a single or like two or a two song EP and, and it was rule. It yeah. ruled. I was like, this is way better. And then they broke, you know, they stopped, you know, you know what we're going to do one day, maybe like a year or two from now, but cause there's no one asking for it, but this, cause we both know about it one day, there will be a cryptic slaughter episode. Dude, this opened the door to that. Like yeah. cryptic slaughter was no, one yeah. of the, ba- like the, obviously they were heavily inspired by DRI, but they were one of the bands that are like, all right, we're doing this crossover thing now where it's, it, it's not quite punk, but it's not quite metal. We're yeah. doing it. Uh, and it's gonna be fast as fuck. That's like the only really real uh, criteria for crossover. That's eh, not true, but we'll we'll get into it more. But yeah, th- I love this band. I, I imagine it's not much of an Alex band, but how did I, you come out of it? Yeah, I wish I heard them when I was younger because I think you're just supposed to hear them when you're younger. I think they're they're good at what they do. I definitely got you know some some crossover or, or thrash fatigue. And even though I was spacing these albums out uh, smartly, 
they man this is like the perfect episode to make me look like a fucking asshole hypocrite liar because i complain a lot about songs feeling the same yeah, and dragging yeah, on yeah. they this is a band of one song albums every like i would i would say with certainty every album feels differently mm -hmm. but very few songs on that one album feel differently from each other. Like they're, yeah, they're essentially one song albums that go yeah. by really fast. Yeah, and it's just like, you know, Slayer does it real, real fucking good. Um, I think these guys do it just as good, if not better than Slayer. Only because they have less albums than Slayer. They have less albums, yeah. but uh, yeah, I I don't know. Maybe maybe it'll like simmer with me and one day I'll, I'll purchase a DRI. You gotta be in the mood. You gotta be in the mood for it. You gotta be the right headspace for it. And I, you, you a fan of a uh, municipal waste? I like them. I I never love them, but I I I think they're super fun. I like obviously if you like this, you'll kind of like what they do. Because mm -hmm. uh, that's a band I had trouble getting. I don't. Well, I don't even want to say trouble getting into. I just like. I'm like it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. It, it, music and honestly, DRI is just fun. But uh, there's something weirdly original about DRI, and it. Partly this being like the first like the, to do it. Yes. They were really one of the first super duper fast punk band. Like they were, you know, called by many people the fastest band in the world. But like, obviously they haven't, they're not comparing like the really ridiculous noise stuff or the grand core stuff or stuff from, from Europe. I've talked a lot about the band Larm, which is from, from uh, Netherlands and they were much faster than DRI, but you couldn't make out a single note. So sure. does it matter? Uh, speed doesn't really matter. doesn't matter so much, but it would, it was it wasn't just fast because like you you get plenty of death metal and grindcore that's fast. It was fast with the snarly punkiness because mm -hmm. Kurt's voice is just so it's like the perfect punk voice. Also, also, like I'm sh I know they alienated some fans, but at the time, what a like brilliant idea! Like you do the punk tours, you can do the metal tour. Like yeah. these guys could go out and tour with almost anyone. They did. Yeah. They fucking they, they can and did. Yeah. And it, again, a lot of them tried to do that, and some of them succeeded. Even though I think the music was pretty awful, like suicidal tendencies. I'm bringing it. I'm gonna get literally shot for saying that living in LA. But I like. I still think like, uh, how do you laugh tomorrow when you can't, when I can't even smile today? Yeah. I, I, it's stupid fucking album title, but I think it's a great album. It's a mm -hmm. cool, like weird. It's it's hard to even call it metal because it's this weird punk version of metal. Yes. Whereas DRI went like, no, we're going to be thrash and we're going to do it right. Mm -hmm. And they did. And I, I love thrash. I'm a huge thrash fan. We, we actually don't even cover thrash bands on this podcast. Well, because a lot of them are, well, you know, the big four. There's way more though. Well, we did Slayer, but we did. The, yeah. I'm just saying, for an example, like the big four is still around or even even a band like Testament. still. I wouldn't be surprised if Exodus fucking Exodus is still around. Yeah, it, uh, most of them. Are, that's a good point. Most of them are still around and they have a gajillion albums. Yes. <laughs> and a lot of those later albums are just it's not because <laughs> like I would love to co cover like the big three from Germany, mm -hmm. uh, Sodom Creator. And oh, my God, how, what's the, who the last one? I don't. Oh, my God. How did I forget the last one? Oh my god! You know what? You talk vamp while I figure it out. Um, yeah, I think of those bands. You know, uh, since we're getting a little looser with the rules, uh, Metallica would be the easiest, and then I think maybe maybe Testament because I know Testament has aged fairly well. I'm not big on them, but the yeah. new stuff I've heard from them, I'm like, 
Solid. Really? Solid motherfuckers. Holy shit. Because I, 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 as a, as a, as a, because I, I think the first two Testament albums are fucking incredible, especially mm-hmm. the second album. I think it's one of the best thrash metal albums ever made. Everything after the second album, I'm like, all right. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, nonetheless, it make for an interesting episode. And then, yeah, I just think Megadeth has too much, and I'm going to assume Anthrax has. Destruction. How can I? It's obviously destruction. Sorry. Sorry. There keep you going, go. Keep going. Uh, it, it'd be cool if uh, Sepultura. I would love to cover Sepultura. I don't want to cover just, all the stuff without Max. Max yeah. yeah, it wouldn't be. Yeah, we'd have to do two, at least two episodes for that. Uh, yeah, Creator Destruction is out. And here's the thing. Destruction was always my favorite of the three. And you forgot it. You know why I forgot them? Why? Because they're objectively the worst of the three. <laughs> <laughs> they're absolutely the worst. They were the least talented. They had the weirdest songs. That's why I liked them. They were the strangest mm-hmm. and the most German sounding. Yeah. Enough. Uh, but yeah, I'd love to cover all the, all those bands. Those are fucking interesting thrash bands, and they obviously sound nothing like the American stuff. Because mm-hmm. uh, you, when you think of American thrash, you really think of the you think of Metallica style stuff. Yeah, and it's yeah. Uh, it's not weird to think that. But I mean, you get stuff like like Sadis or Sadis. I forget with um, uh, Steve Giorgio from um, from Death. That's right. Which is like just really brutal, crazy, fast thrash. It's it's like that's the stuff I really. I mean, I really loved. I got really nerdy into thrash as well as a teenager. Not as much as hardcore, but uh, a good amount. Mm-hmm. But for for a crossover, you, I mean, yeah, you obviously get DRI. You get um, oh, there's a whole little, there's like a whole little bunch of like nuclear assault, um, fucking like tankard and other other like smaller bands like that that were that were very they're all fun yeah one that i liked a lot was called vermont and these guys have a weird weirdly connected history with this band because i was introduced to them as a teenager and they only have two records one first one was called shark attack which is like a little bit more straightforward american thrash and then the second one was called beermont it was like a party thrash record and it was like the funnest thing ever that a song on there called <laughs> suck my dick it was like a super fun catchy record and it was like a hit amongst my group of friends and we all love this band and these, these these albums and then uh well one day my my slut of an ex-girlfriend she got in contact with the drummer i'm assuming through sexual means judging because she's a slut i'm not bitter by the way i'm just kidding but she, she became chummy with him. They had a fucking reunion gig in San Francisco. We drove out to San Francisco for the reunion gig, hung out with them the whole time. Yeah. And it was like this, and they never had another reunion ever again. That's fucking awesome. It's crazy. You got to do that. Yeah. It was super, it was super cool. Also, what about Void? Oh, Void. Void. That looks very manageable. Void. I love Void. I had patches of them on my pants as a, as a teenager. I fucking love there Void. And if we cover Void, we have to cover Faith because... Oh. The split LP. Yep. Uh, and it's it's simple. And they're not quite crossover. They were they were hardcore punk. They were just the, one of the more crazy hardcore punk bands. They sure. were they're pretty out there. Uh, and just like that, that's how you make a two hour episode, Alex. We start yes. rambling and rambling without even talking about the fucking fantasizing about future episodes. It's just without- fun to talk about the stuff that we are passionate about. Uh, I am passionate about. Uh, so back to DRI. Uh, not an Alex band. Uh, and I think that's that's only appropriate because. You found the heavier stuff in your your formative, youthful, angsty years. Yeah, I think maybe I could view them differently if I got into them in in high school. But uh, you know, I th- I think realistically, down the line, I got a shot of like being invested in two two albums. 
Interesting. I think, and it's not. I, it's not even that I like hated the other ones. I just like they blend in samey. And then I'm like, two of those like were the strongest to me. This was such a difficult episode to, for picks. I had so <laughs> much trouble. And at the very at the end of the day, I just like, how do I feel? Which ones will I keep coming back to without fail? Mm. And I had to go with that, even though there was others that I I adore. I adore these albums. Yeah. Like super easy for me. Oh. Cut and dry. God, it was so difficult. <laughs> Cut and dry. God damn. <clears throat> uh, shit, where do we even fucking go from there? Uh, I guess the, the history. A little of bit band. of history. So we got some some stuff here from our boy Tom Osmond, our history guy who's never let us down. Uh, please follow him on all social media at Tom Osmond Sounds, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that. In addition to his Substack, TomOsmond.substack.com. He's a very engaging writer. Uh Mostly writes about music, but in very, very uh, unorthodox ways. It's, it's a very cool read. Go check it out. Uh, and then also, he makes the music as well. So check out his debut album, So Much for All in Day's Work. You can find links to all those in the description. But he sent us um, a couple of interviews, one from 2011 and one from 2002 with Spike, uh, guitarist Spike Cassidy. Uh, and man, so basically the band is Kurt Bretsch on vocals and I hope that's how you pronounce it. Uh, and Spike Cassidy on, on guitar. Yes. And um, they've had a million members. Uh, I wrote a spinal tap amount of bass and drummers. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a lot. And, uh, I figure if there's an important one, uh, Mike will know. And yes. then I feel like, uh, this, from my entry level, Felix Felix Griffin is feels like the drummer. It, yeah, he's the guy. Uh, but before that was Eric Bresch, which is Kurt's brother. He was a drummer for the first two records. Mm -hmm. uh, one of them, one of the records we're not covering, which is the Violent Pacification EP. But he he drummed on that one as well. <clears throat> well, we'll talk about it probably briefly, but um, we're not going to be covering it as a separate entry. So yeah, Eric is like worth talking about. Felix is like really worth talking about. And I'm sorry, every bassist, I don't got nothing for you. I got <laughs> nothing for you. But you are there and I like how you did things. Because uh, nobody was ever bad in this band. And this band was always super fucking impressive. Even when they're sloppy, they're still really impressive. Uh, they were sloppy for a good while, which is odd because of, you know, how tight they would be later on. But yeah, million members. Uh, and let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, from Houston, from yes, yeah. Houston, Texas, <clears throat> 1982. Two. Yep. I mean, according to this, which, which, which what am I taking this from? This is, um, this is from their, oh, their actual, uh, website. They say, uh, they, they, it began, they began literally on May 2nd, 1982, around 4 PM, <laughs> which is, uh, that's the most specific start date in our entire history of doing this show. Uh, I think that's when they, they made their first song. Yeah, uh, whatever the hell it was, it didn't say. But Spike, I think, was from New York, and yes. then yeah, and uh, yeah, he was uh, not doing so well up there. He's getting getting in a little kind of trouble, so he moved out to uh, to Texas. I think his family had moved there first, and he followed them, and then met met the boys, Kurt and Eric. Um, and I think go, sorry. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say, and then uh, yeah. Kurt and Eric's dad would uh, bless them with their Blessed. with their band name. Oh, that's right. Kurt and Eric's dad, the madman, 
Yep. This fucking guy who is immortalized on their second LP, mm-hmm. which we will talk about, immortalized. <laughs> I mean, holy shit. What a horrible thing <laughs> for a parent to have on their child's legacy <laughs> forever. <laughs> this fucking asshole of a dad. He's such an asshole. And that's the thing, like, you, we don't get any quotes of him like, oh, he was a good sport about it later. Or like, oh, you know, we, he, he wasn't so. It was like, no. He kind of sucked. <laughs> like, that's it. No, he's he fucking. It's not that he sucked. It's yeah. not that he fucking sucked. <laughs> Man, <Might have> sucked. <laughs> uh, and uh, the the logo, which is like pretty iconic with all of you know thrash and crossover, that was designed by Eric. Apparently, he it was like a school project. Uh, he had to like, make a logo for a company, so he did that, and then ended up just using it for the band. Which is neat. It's a little you know skinker crossing. Yeah, yeah. The road kind of thing nothing to do with ska nothing <laughs> thankfully uh but we have here oh the, the total they made what is it seven albums two eps uh or if if you want to look at a different way uh six albums three eps mm-hmm. de- depending on how you want to look at the first one um but yeah first uh lp came out in 1983 last album 1995 but they did record a brand new ep in 2016 which it's not really a sign of things to come no it's, it's like it's kind of whatever we'll deal with it we'll, when we get there you'll get it we'll get to it we'll talk about it a little bit we're not gonna be doing a full entry on it but uh because they, they announced at, after the last album like oh we're done recording we're just gonna tour forever mm-hmm. and they did forever and then they recorded a thing and they say they have new stuff but they you know it's not really coming out it's it's odd. It may, yeah. It may come out, but I would bet. Who knows? I I probably bet that it's not for a long, long time. <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe they just get itchy. Like ah, fuck it. Let's do it. Maybe, maybe. Uh, but we're gonna be talking about all of it. So uh, uh, strap in, folks. We're, we're, we're here. Here we go. I forgot that I'm in control of music now. I keep forgetting oh, technical sh- difficulties. I miss I miss my job. I understand. <laughs> uh, I don't like this too. So I do miss it, you having your job much, as well. Yeah, too much power over there. So this is already out of the gate uh, an interesting one because the first thing we're going to cover is uh, the Dirty Rod EP slash LP. Already complicated because it was originally released as an EP and then it was so popular that they re re put they re- reissued it almost immediately as an LP, uh, which came out in 1983. But the track listing is it already a thing to talk about? Mm-hmm. Uh, did you listen to both versions or just one? Just one. That's a problem. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I should I should I should have told you. I should have. Yeah. Uh, because they originally released it with the uh, uh, you know the order of the opening track opening side. Sorry, opening track of the first side being the song "Sad to Be," and then when they reissued it a few years later, like on CD and all the other stuff and they, they swapped sides. So now the beginning of the album starts without any society. All they did was just flip the sides. So mm. now side two is now starting the album. That version is the version, the version I heard as a kid, that version, um, I think is, I listen, I listen to this version. That's the original. Okay. The reissue version I think is vastly superior the yeah. same way the wipers. Mm-hmm. Remember when they, they flipped uh, youth of America. Yeah. The same way they did that and it made the album better, weirdly enough. I think the same case for Dirty Rod and LB. Uh, I think side starting with side two in Out of New Society is the way to go. <laughs> it changes how good it is to me. I think it's so much better. Uh, I don't know if your opinion would change that much. I think it's worth a shot. Yeah, I'm, but, I'm gonna give it a try. But the original order, I'm gonna put on both. I'm putting okay. on fucking both. So this is uh, the original track listing. These, yeah, like I said, 
man, this is, you can't give me a punk band to do on this no, podcast. You no, can't. I'll no. talk endlessly. No. 1983's Dirty Rotten LP. I thought this was going to be a 30 second song. It, it sets it up like that, doesn't it? It does. It's actually pretty lengthy for what it is. It is like the longest song in the album, or the second longest. Yeah, it's the longest. It's a two minute song, which is wildly misleading. It is. It's fucking cool though, I love this. I don't like it as an opener though. I love this song, don't like it as an opener. Yeah. So it goes on, it does like a million more things. Mm-hmm. It does a whole bunch of shit. But here is the beginning of side two, which like I said before on the re- reissue opens the album. I think is an, an insanely better opener. This is I Don't Need Society. Oh yeah, that's what happens when you have like, no money. <laughs> but it does, doesn't it feel like a, an opener? It does. It does. Also, if you want to be a wuss about it, it's less abrasive. It is significantly. Until it's not. Yeah. I remember when I first bought this album, hearing this for the first time, and blown away by the speed. I mean, holy shit. And the quality is dog shit, but if you can make up the riffs, they are fun. Goddamn. All right. So I, I obviously am quite fond of that. Yes. And I personal favorite. I, I can't deny this record. Yeah. Uh, I knew this was probably going to be an outlier because I'm like, uh, you don't end up on patches, uh, sounding just like this for your whole career. Yeah. They, they, uh, they got a little bit tighter. They got a little bit cleaner for but, sure. Uh, yeah. Even both of them combined. goes <laughs> by real quick. It is. Calling this an album is dog shit. It's 17 minutes. There's no reason to call this an album. But they did because yeah. it, it, you know, it blew, relatively blew up when they put it out. It sold out pretty quickly as an EP. And then they started getting some more recognition. They put it out as, a, as an LP, of course, um, or a 12-inch. And yeah, it's 22 songs in 17 minutes. That's That tells you a whole bunch. Yeah. These songs are so fucking brief. I don't think there's really a bad song on here. There's songs I prefer less that I don't love. Uh, like like the, the intro to Busted is is pretty goofy. Um, it's not one of my favorites. The, 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 I love the blasting sections of No no Sense, but I don't love the rest of it so much. Um, I like Closet Punk. I don't love it, though. And those are basically the only three that I kind of have like a little bit of iffiness with. The rest, uh, this, is, this is the original thrash. Like before yeah. they started calling thrash metal thrash, yeah. they called punk that was like this thrash yeah and this is like a perfect example of that 
Um, some songs that stuck out to me. Uh, War Crimes. War Crimes, hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, more stable, but still fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, that song takes me back, dude. Uh, oh. When it gets around to draft me, I'm like, there's my there's my 20 second. Yep. Yeah. All 20 seconds of it I, is bliss. Yeah. I knew <laughs> I knew they were in there somewhere. And then so that was that was validating. Yeah. That. Great. Great. Um, I was surprised like Blockhead. There's yeah. there's some pretty riffage going on there. It has like a really emotional arpeggiated guitar intro. Mm-hmm. I don't love that intro so much, but I think the song is awesome. Anything that's this slightly different on these albums I'll, I'll to take. give it a slight yeah, yeah. D- d- to s- distinguish it even even marginally helps. Like Commuter Man is one. It's like, oh, this is a slow song. Mm-hmm. And it's slow, kind of slow. Um, slow for these guys. And then, like, who am I? I don't want to call it a main course, but uh, something resembling it is kind of interesting to hear, like, something hooky on an album like this. That song, I remember, that might have been one of the first, if not the first GRI song I ever heard. Yeah. uh, Which isn't that surprising. I think it's one of the most famous ones. But something about that song, oh, I just, I, I love it so much. It's not even like that good, honestly. <laughs> it's just something special about it. Yeah. Like the riffs aren't like impressive or crazy interesting or anything or super catchy. It is hooky, but it's I mean, yeah, there is something that makes it stand out on this like 18-minute blitz of anger and fastness. It's so. it's a uh, it's like legible. It's one of the few legible songs on here. It's, <laughs> That's it's, a good way to put it. It's fast, but it's not lightning speed fast. Mm-hmm. And then also, this is recorded like shit, but one of the, the more prominent features of the whole record is that kick drum. Mm-hmm. It is fucking heavy. And yeah. it's going so fast. <laughs> it's just thumping repeatedly in every song. And it could be it could be annoying to many people. I'm sure it is. I love it on Who Am I? It mm-hmm. feels so good in that song. I don't, I don't know. And I, 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 I'm just 14 again whenever I hear it. Because yeah. that's when I, when I first heard this stuff. I love it. Um, and then, yeah, there's even like songs like Reaganomics that they like revisit. Or there's re- a few, yeah, yeah. A few songs in here that they'll re-record. Um, Which is always an interesting choice. Notably, Fear, for whatever reason. Recorded their entire record. <laughs> See, that's an example of how you don't do it, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, the, the, these guys recorded a few of these songs for, for the next album, but it, it, it felt a lot more organic and like mm-hmm. necessary because this is like these are legitimately rough recordings and then they do they do change the songs a lot mm-hmm. on the on the re-recording but here man so i probably heard this one the most out of every other album just for the fact that i bought it as a kid and then i you know in the day of cds where you kind of just listen to what you have on on loop <clears throat> but the intro to balance of terror the you know the it's just kind of curt rambling and yelling uh i have such a fucking goofy story about that song i was uh probably 16 or so i was hanging out in the hood that's where i literally as we're hanging out as a teenager and i was at this taco place it was like midnight and it was a pretty rough area and i was there with my buddy <clears throat> not, was, not king taco not king taco but okay. it wasn't it wasn't wasn't far from what not only was it not far from geographically yeah but 
in essence, it was basically King Taco. Okay. It, in in the same with King Taco, it was uh the seating was half inside, half outside. So like you're under like an yeah. awning, but you're still like technically inside. But so we're there, and it's late, and it's a rough area, and this straight up gangster <laughs> comes up to us, like full on. Uh, I'm bored. I I've had a few. I'm gonna bother these kids. Mm-hmm. Like wife beater, mustache, bald head, big dude, high socks. Highest of socks, dicky yeah. shorts, all of it. And he sits with us. I'm like, here we go. Like, we're going to be in a fucking thing now. Because, like, when they want to fuck with someone, like, you got to be real careful. Like, because mm-hmm. then the fight could break out. It's, it's funny how their tone for fucking with someone and also trying to be friendly yep. is exactly the same. It is the same thing. For, for those of you who haven't had the pleasure of dealing with chillos. Exactly. They come up to you like they're your friend. But you... It's it's almost like a when you're a kid and you, the bully is being nice to you, you know like what what the fuck they're gonna bug me they're gonna bug me right now. It's so hard to get a read on these guys at first. Yeah, it's just, it's same with the mafia. Oh yeah, Time it's like they come up to you as your friend like oh something's fucking off here. Oh here we go, and he, he's someone's speaking of cholo. There's a someone bumping some I, crazy bass in a car passing by right now. They heard us talking shit, and now they're gonna roll up on our asses. So he's there, uh, and he's being polite, but he's being you know like all right, what do you? clearly you have no fucking reason to talk to us funny how funny like yeah do i amuse you yeah and and we're there we both have long hair we're dressed like fucking shit and he's and my 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 buddy he's a lot better with people than i am Mm -hmm. uh and he's a lot more friendly and he knows the deal he's been around the block he knows what this guy is doing but he's gonna humor him he's gonna play the fucking game he's gonna say all the right things and we're just sort of having this little tense conversation and he's like we was listening to, <laughs> and it was DRI on my friend's iPod, and he puts on fucking Balance of Terror. Yeah. Within seconds, he's like, "Oh, I can't handle that. I, I can't. I can't fuck with you, fools. I can't handle that." <laughs> it basically like eased the situation. Yeah. <laughs> Dropped all the tension. Yeah. Eventually, he, he he left, and there was no problem. Moved on to his next victims. I always think uh, hard people who can't listen to hard music. Is I know. Fucking funny. It happens so often. Oh. Totally. Did you listen to fucking Bone Thugs and Harmony? Like the smoothest of smooth rap? Dude. Uh, yeah. I don't even know who the artist is, but that song, I'm Your Puppet. Oh, my God. Yeah. The- there, there's a reason there's a compilation series called Lowrider Oldies. And that's because that's what they're listening to. Dude, the doo-wop and the oldies. and They the, fucking love it. They love it. Oh, dude. If there, if there's, there's nothing if, hard about it, but they love it. If there's a, if there's a group that starts with a person's name... Followed by and the, they're all in. They're, they're all in. in. Yeah, but this album rules. It's fucking crazy. It's really, really, really abrasive and rough. And the the recording quality is obviously dog shit. But it's a legendary album. I don't think it's a masterpiece the way I did when I was like a youngin. I do think it has some some you know pacing I, stuff. I think there is like some historical reference here though. So yeah, it's important and. Honestly, the reissue is the way to go. Mm-hmm. The, the the flipped sides, I think, actually does make a big difference in the in the, how much I enjoyed it. I thought it was just, uh, I thought it was just me growing up and not liking it as much when I first heard it because I, I put on the, you know the original track listing and then on my way to work or whatever, I I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna give the other version a shot. I haven't heard it. Maybe I was like, nope, this is still this is awesome. This mm-hmm. this version is still fucking great. Uh, could just be a bias, but whatever. Check it out. My personal favorite, and it's 17 minutes. Deal with it. And since we, and that leads us to the next album. Well, I should say they relocated to San Francisco, right? Where they were living out of their van. Oh, not a soup kitchens. 
they lived it just like a lot of the people mm-hmm. in this time period lived it. And you know, fucking dead Kennedys, they toured dead Kennedys. Um, they, um, yeah, I mean, just all their all those bands they, they fucking. I never heard look, uh, heard of MDC, but also oh MDC, yeah, uh, love MDC. Yeah, they were on that Rock Against Reagan tour. Oh, okay, yeah, uh, MDC. I, they were one of my favorites growing up. They were like up there in my top five favorites. I knew you'd know. I I knew you'd know. Love MDC. Yeah. And th- one thing that's interesting about MDC, we're gonna talk about MDC for a second. Sorry, guys. I thought we were moving on to the next up. We're not. I Sorry. shouldn't have fucking said you fucked anything. up, dude. You fucked up. MDC, which is a uh, another acronym band name didn't stand for anything specifically. It changed with every album. So the I first like one, first one was called Millions of Dead Cops. Yeah. And then it was uh, uh, Millions of Dying Children. <laughs> it was yeah, uh, yeah. Or I forgot. Everyone stand for, for something else. They had an album called the Millions of Damn Christians. Like it, I mean, they always started with millions, but mm-hmm. it changed with every album. They were pretty, they were fucking rad. Uh, millions of Dead Cops is like the album. If you ever want to hear them, that's the a fantastic hardcore album and then millions of damn christians is honestly a, a really fucking cool uh like prog punk thing not even prog punk. interesting it's still punky but it's way more musical it's got like these really impressive acoustic sections like everyone's like super talented it's a very strong album it's it's kooky it's it's uh, like, really advanced good band uh and then yeah the uh- DRI also uh, hooked up with metal blade records here so uh this early yeah deal dealing with it really holy shit i didn't even know that yeah they had a a long i hope i didn't fucking write that down wrong they had a pretty like long no you're right yeah Yeah, long relationship with metal blade because they're still punk at this point for the most part which is i didn't i didn't know that yeah but uh before this next album they put out the violent pacification ep that also had um eric on drums and it's a good ep um it's on the reissue of dirty rotten lp mm-hmm. to the, the the very end of it and they, they re-record um couch slouch was originally released on there they re-recorded for this next album but the song violent pacification is fucking awesome yeah like that's one of their best songs and the fact that it's not it wasn't re-recorded is interesting um uh, and i think they still play it live a lot it's so good it's yeah it, i highly recommend that and it's on the reissue so check that out while you're at it but yeah, finally on to the next album. The yeah, like I said, first with Metal Blade. This came out in 1985. This is hold on, I forgot, I forgot. It's okay. I can I can vamp a little bit longer. This is 1985's dealing with it. There was nothing on the last album that made me think about metal music. Yeah. Like, nothing. I can hear it. I can hear it now. Oh, there's metal songs on here. Yeah. But also, this is night and day. Oh, the night production day. quality is so much better. Not to mention, we now got Felix. Felix, uh. Felix Gri- is good. Felix Griffin on drums. Love this. He's a fucking awesome drummer. I think yeah, they they attribute him to the the sound change too, right? Oh, I think so. I mean, you could hear it so yeah. clearly. He's an incredible drummer, and maybe they're not they're slightly slower than before, but infinitely tighter. Mm-hmm. 
All right, that's the fucking opening track snap. And uh, best. Goddamn. And uh, goddamn, pal. Yeah, this is a. I man, this was hard. Like I said, there's other albums that I want to give best to, but this one. I have never, ever gotten tired of this album, and I've heard it a million <laughs> times. It is one of the best punk albums you'll find, and it has a like legit metal songs, like legit thrash songs on here. Full double pedaling everything. Yes. And still one of the best hardcore punk albums. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like the, like the first like certified like banger to me is Madman. Which- Madman. Is the song that we yeah. with the the intro is a, uh, a what is it um a spy recording? It was I'm assuming it was like a demo tape they were, we were trying to record, and then Kurt and Eric's dad barged in, just verbally abusing them. <laughs> <laughs> it's so harsh, <laughs> and you know, I don't give a good goddamn hell what time it is. <laughs> he's very, fucking just very Texas. He's fucking boomerang all over them dude it's yeah. so it's hilarious but like it's also you could also hear Kurt being like oh, it's already time to practice like what do you want I didn't know you were here I'm sorry like yeah. it's so sad like fuck man I remember those conversations <laughs> uh, and then the song is like totally trashing the dad and mm. it's a great song but for me I mean, I also love I'd Rather Be Sleeping. It's, I think it's an incredible fucking follow-up track. Marriage. I forgot about this song, and hearing it again lit me up. <laughs> it fucking, I'm putting on a little bit of it just because w- this is a good thing about this band is you put on a song, and it's immediately doing what you're, you're referencing because yeah. the songs are so short. No time stamps. None. This is Marriage. <laughs> So satisfying. Great riffs too. Okay, so we could listen to the whole song, but we will not. I do like that one quite a bit. Yes. Um, stupid, stupid war. I was surprised. To hear like the military drums oh, yeah. on there because I thought we were just <clears throat> thought we were like Frank Reynolds just went in there and started blasting. Oh yeah, dude! Fucking uh, that full on. I mean, that intro is just it's all neat. military. Yeah, it's really fucking neat. I actually like the intro way more than the song itself. Uh, I like a lot of intros that they do. They're okay. they're killer at intros, dude. I'm just like do the whole song, do the whole song. Like that. They do some really interesting stuff. Uh, Couch Louch, which was originally released on the Pacification EP. It's, I like this version. Oh, no, I don't know which version I like more. I think I, I like this version more. It's um, The original version didn't have any double pedaling because they didn't do that then. But here, that's like the first sign we get of um, any double pedaling is on Couch Louch. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds great. Soul Soup Kitchen. Almost said Soul Kitchen. Uh, hints at some of the metal that we'll see later. It's heavy and slow and it's some really fucking solid riffs on that one. Where they live. What? Oh, the soup kitchen. Oh yeah, oh where yeah, they, where, yeah. They, where they absolutely. Live. Uh, and I mean, there's a million songs. And there's 25 tracks in there, so I'm just gonna go for the ones that have the biggest impact on me. And without a doubt, yeah, no question, baby, no question at all. One of the favorite maybe songs ever. Don't know, maybe Nursing Home Blues. Fuck yes, yes, that song, dude. That song. <clears throat> let me just say, after listening to that. Not even after, like during it, 
I'm just like, there are not enough songs about the horrors of <laughs> living in a nursing home. <laughs> yeah. And because it's so awful, it's so metal. It's and so I'm metal. Just like this yeah. guy, this for thinking of that song alone, these guys are geniuses. That yep. one song. It's great. Awesome. I'm, that was the first metal DIY song I ever heard mm -hmm. way back. And I was like, wait a minute. And at the time, I was super opposed to metal. I was so into punk. I was like, I'm not listening to that stuff right now. I'm not into it. I don't care. Yeah. I heard that. I was like, God damn, that's a good song. All mm -hmm. right. All right. Uh, I've mentioned in the past, like, I've only seen these guys once, but it was one of the most uh, memorable shaping shows of my entire life. I was like 16. Uh, seeing DRI and it was like it was a perfect setting it was a small club it was it was it, it, the, the stars aligned yeah and it was such a satisfying I when they played Nursing Home Blues I, I oh my my whole life was just was just revealed to me nice um they do have a few songs that have like slow and country uh crunchy yeah uh parts like uh karma and karma. argument then war argument then war hell yeah and then uh I feel like bailout is the perfect closer because I don't know why I didn't write the lyrics down. I think like towards the end of the song, he says like, see ya. It's great. It's great. I'm like, that's the best closer for an album like this. Yeah. Just act like you're talking to him. Be like, see ya. And then the album ends. Yeah, it's, it, it's appropriate. It's it's also the song itself is another, I mean, it's under a minute, high speed, crazy. I mean, it, it's not, it's not, anything they haven't done before, but I still think it's awesome. Uh, there's only a couple songs I don't actually care for. Like, I, I think I could, I think what I, I could do without on my way home entirely. Uh, even though I do think the, the performances are really, you know, exceptional, a lot of uh, super tight stop start kind of stuff. And then um, I, I don't love give my taxes back, give my taxes back. I think it's, I think it's fine. Um, mm. I think it's more in, inconsequential than anything. It's so like anything I don't like, it's so short. It doesn't fucking matter. That's yeah. That's my overall feelings. Yeah. I just found anything I don't like. It's it, like, well, it's, I can't, it's can't even be mad at it. God damn. Uh, speaking of uh madman, which I forgot to mention this. The only quote we got here is from spike. They, yeah, um, there is not really a lot of inf well, like readily, like readily upfront information about this band. No, it's it, and they've been around for so long, and they're so influential. And th there's there's really like just a tidbits here and there, but they asked Spike about about Madman and and Kurt and Eric's dad, and he says uh, he went both ways with it. He kind of complained sometimes about it. You know, you're writing about me or whatever. I don't like this, but he liked the publicity publicity he got out of it. End quote. That's it. That's it. That's all we got. He, he liked the publicity. <laughs> it's the worst kind of publicity. There's nothing good about it. We all we just called him an asshole a bunch of times on this, and this is fucking thirty years later. More than thirty years oh, later. Holy man. shit. Probably like, probably like almost forty. 40 yeah. yeah. Well, no, this is eighty-five. No, when that was wow. recorded, it was probably like forty years. Yeah, almost forty. Yeah. Uh, but I, I fucking love this album. I still remember when I first heard it and I, I couldn't believe how tight it was because I, I mean, I was just, I listened to the, the first record a thousand times and this, like all the, all the songs they re-recorded, like, um, like, yes, ma'am, they, it, it's lengthened by an entire minute because they added this fucking slow breakdown section and it fucking rules. It works. Yeah. Uh, they re-recorded, like you said earlier, Reaganomics and I like this version much better. It's way faster, way tighter. Uh, 
they re-recorded Out of Society, which I don't like this version as much. I cannot tell the differences, so... Huge difference. There's yeah. a one huge difference, and that is the intro. Mm. There's vocals in the intro now. Yeah. Uh, that's, I mean, there's, like, there's a whole vocal section, and it's double pedaling. Um, and that's the version that the, you know, they, they stuck with, this the version on this one with the vocals and double... I like the original, because it felt more like a build-up, you know, kind of... Oh, yeah. It, um, it felt more like an opener kind of thing, but this one, it, it's still a good song, obviously. Uh, what the hell else... Uh, it might be it might be the only ones that they re-recorded aside from Couch Louch, mm-hmm. um, but uh, uh, man, everything is great, dude. They explore right, fucking rules, how to act. I uh, love it. Shame, uh, God, uh, God is broke. I fucking love that main riff so much. Yeah, uh, it feels I don't know. It's just fun, super fun. Uh, I don't know, dude. I love this album. I'll never get tired of it. Feels great. Feels great, baby. It's fun if you're into that kind of shit. Yeah. This is a. I wasn't like put off at all. No, it's a, it's it's like it's not quite crossover, even though there is metal stuff on here. It's still very much a hardcore punk album, uh, but you see where they're going in just the right doses. Mm-hmm. It's nice, nice peppering. Uh, do we have any info about this this record? Not, not really. Outside of you know getting signed to Metal Blade and relocating to san francisco yeah that's pretty much it yeah this album was <clears throat> i mean it was mastered by carol hibbs who apparently worked on no effect soundgarden poison idea rem that's yeah kind of interesting group there um also listen to our poison idea episode oh yeah check now yeah and our soundgarden episode i forgot i forgot we did that's how many we've done dude we've done that's how many we've done i totally forgot every album ever one artist <laughs> at a time god damn it yeah <laughs> All right. Anyway, now on to the next one. Uh, Another big one. Uh, And this is a very, very self-explanatory record. This came out in 1987. And this, hold on. There we go. This is Crossover. I forgot it has that long. Nothing to do with anything, but uh, looking at the release date, kind of crazy, like uh, almost a month after I was born. Oh, really? Oh, shit. <laughs> Infant Alex was rocking his. <laughs> so this sounds pretty metal. This is like heavy, heavy shit. Heavy. Still feels like you're right. Completely. God damn, this song fucking rules. And now you get the. I love this when this comes in. Oh. Now, this makes me want to fucking rage, dude. Now we're like full, like thrash, 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 thrash. Not a punk band doing thrash. A fucking legit thrash band. God, it feels so fucking good. All right. All right. This is it, a cool one. It also feels weird to uh, talk about like a landmark album and none of us have accolades. <laughs> yeah. And this, 
I, there's a lot of albums I would give best to. This would be one as well. Yeah. It obviously didn't, but narrowly. I fucking love that song. I love this album. It has some of the absolute best songs on here. Um, the thing that, that bugs it, I think, is that the back half is just a little bit less memorable. And I don't, I, I legit don't like the song No Religion. That's, the, that's basically what kept it from, from mm. being greatness. I do think, yeah, the back half drags a little bit. Even even a song like Oblivion, which uh, it's always like uh, crazy to hear songs in the 80s where people are like, hey, this uh, global warming thing is uh, is real. Um, and it's just set to like these galloping metal riffs like on paper. I like it, but it's I actually like it. I yeah. like it's a great closer. Uh, that's like the only song on the, on the back half that I think is like as strong as the first half, but man, so much about this is, is fucking great. We got off Pro- we, probation. Th- probation. Yeah, I was just so, took the words out of my mouth. Not that they didn't like shred before, but to have like a song open with shred that is song, so different. It is one of the baseline best baselines ever written. And that is, I think the, the most, the, the biggest moment from when I saw them as a kid that that I'll never forget mm-hmm. because when they play that song, I was in the middle of almost passing out on my feet from dehydration. Yeah. And uh, what happened was I was in the crowd. I was getting very dizzy. I was trying not to fall over and I was, and it was you know, nuts to butts. So I'm trying to like weave my way through the crowd without falling my face. I get to the bar. I get a water. And the world is spinning. Like, I can't see anything. It's just dark and, like, I'm getting flashes. And I'm trying to drink this water. And I'm shaking. And I'm trying to, to tip over. And then I hear that bass line. Yeah. And I'm there fucking fighting <laughs> fighting to stay on my feet while this incredible-ass song is starting. Like, it was it was fantastic. Loved it. I mean, I don't like that, that I almost died. But sure. did love the, the entire, you know, situation, I guess. Song rules. I will say for how fast they are, uh, it's crazy to hear songs like IDKY yeah. and Go Die, where it's this like you think you've reached a 10 and then those songs crank it up to 12. At uh, least. It's almost a, the second Spinal Tap reference of the day. Yes. Uh, those two songs are fucking great. And also for for the ne- this album and maybe the next couple, we're still... Even though they, they are a metal band now, we're still getting hardcore punk, punk songs. Oh, like IDKY sure. is a hardcore song. Yeah. Same with with Go Die. I mean, Go Die is is more evil sounding and yeah. more thrashy for sure. But these songs and they're still throwing in minute long songs that are super fast. And there is yeah, thrash does stuff like that all the time. But when they do it, it's like you know this is just DRI. I f- I feel like my favorite songs on here are probably random songs. I don't know if they're staples. Um. I really like Decisions and Hooked. Great. Yeah. Great like songs, both of them. I think those are like my, all my like brief time spent with this. Like love those two songs. And it's also Decisions is the first song to hit five minutes. Oh yeah. They went from 20 second songs to five minutes in just two albums. Also, I didn't even like feel, you don't even feel the length on that song. You would think on a album filled with short songs, yeah. but no, it's just a delight to listen to. The, it's amazing how organic it feels mm-hmm. like the, the crossover was seamless. And, and I mean, it was an entire that's, probably, that's probably why it, it worked. Yeah. And it, it spawned an entire sub out of it. If someone much. like try to force it or wasn't good at it, it wouldn't, wouldn't have 
the lasting effect that for it sure. has. For sure. For uh, sure. <clears throat> in the interview with Spike and Kurt, they um they asked um uh, about fans getting angry about the the, the shift to whatever, to metal or whatever. Spike said, uh, yeah, we got a lot of it, a lot of negativity, but we did what we wanted to and didn't really care. One guy wrote us and said, I used to like you guys, but now you sold out and he signed it with a swastika. I thought, well, I'm glad this guy doesn't like us anymore. Uh, Kurt says, uh, someone told me we single-handedly ruined punk rock forever. Uh, and then they, they, they kind of go back wonder, and forth. I like, wonder how many bands have like that's been said about. Probably like every punk that's probably been said about any, every any punk band that tried to do something different. Yeah, and that's that's what Spike says here. Like you know when when it first started out, it was just anybody doing whatever they wanted, and that was like that was what it was. Like just break the rules, do what you want, and then it became oh no, you have to be this, you have to mm-hmm. play like this, you have to play fast, you have to do this, otherwise you're ruining punk. Like all right, it's just the same with any doctrine, any, sure, any kind of ideology, even if it's something as harmless as music. They will hijack it and make it a thing, like make rules around it. Like, go fuck yourself. Art is art. Uh, also, I thought there were no rules. So, yeah, it's exactly. Yeah. It's, putting parameters on a, on a concept, I think, is quite silly, especially one that's a, an artistic con- concept that kind of evolves. And these guys proved that you can. I mean, they didn't really slow down. They kept. They're still very. Th- like this is the band where anybody that I knew that didn't like metal, they still like DRI because mm. how the fuck are you going to complain (laughs) yeah it's still really fucking cool yeah uh yeah so the only the only thing that that i think about this album and why it's not like flawless it's a little bit it's still sloppy like they're they'll retain some of like the because i mean it's because they're so fast that's Mm -hmm. where you hear any kind of sloppiness but certain little certain iffiness in the production or, or the mix like um I forget which song it is. It's on a handful of songs, but on some of them, it's way, way worse than others. The guitar has this flanger on it. Where it sounds like a flanger anyway. Mm-hmm. Flanger, flanger. And it's really distracting. It's like, clearly, we're trying to make this sound like a, a chunky, heavy metal guitar, but it's 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 fucking distracting. Like you don't work. you don't hear it on you know the, the five year plan or anything, and it sounds great. But on I think it might be decisions where mm-hmm. it's really you can really hear that that effect on it, which is odd, and it, it feels a little uneven overall. But it's still fantastic. Uh, I think the ironing out the kinks of uh, transitioning to a whole new genre. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the whole band <laughs> is this kind of sloppy. It, it's in their nature, so they're tight but sloppy. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I could say that for almost every album. So. I think they get insanely immaculate later mm-hmm. on. They get pretty, pretty super spot on, but that's not when I like them the most. Like, I, like yeah. each member is so insanely talented, but they're all trying to play as fast as they can. And they're, <laughs> they're, they're, yeah, they're, it's not like it, it's not off. Like there are moments where you you hear. Uh, I, I'm blanking on which song it is, but. Like you'll, uh, they'll do an intro and there'll, there'll be a break where the bass is, is starting the next riff by himself. Mm-hmm. And then the drums will come in and it'll be a completely different tempo. <laughs> like the stuff like that happens all the time sure. where they're just not on the same page and then yeah. they get on the same page in the middle of the song. Uh, also wh- the magic of DRA. It is. They will just fucking sheer willpower it. It's great. It's great. So anyway, uh, yeah, big changing moment. They're a thrash band now, but it's fucking still DRI and it still rules. But we got a few more. So, are you ready? I'm ready. Hell yeah. This came out, uh, what is it, 1988, the following year. This is Four of a Kind.
should also mention that the outro of Crossover was the beginning of this song. Oh, nice. A little teaser yeah. of this song. This is already a much more flattering production style, I think. There's also, once it gets going, there's like something that felt like dirtier to me than yeah. the last album. This feels, without giving too much away already, this feels like a true crossover album. Yeah. Whereas the last one was still kind of ironing out some stuff. Mm-hmm. This feels like this, we have a whole new subgenre now. This is crossover. Mm-hmm. I do quite love this song. They're really fucking with long thrash intros now too. Yes. Uh, yeah. I think this song's kind of misleading because a, a lot of the intros are totally misleading. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think this is a great song though. Yeah. Goddamn, this is cool. Kurt never ever sounds different. Ever. Even on Probot. Even on Probot. So you guys heard DRA, you know how it goes. Yeah. Also, nobody get angry at me, but this is my worst least favorite. This was almost best. You're out of your fucking mind. You're out of your no, dude. Get out. You're out of your mind. This is absolutely one of the best crossover thrash albums ever. I don't like it. You're out of your fucking mind. Insane. Insane. This is such a fucking spectacular. This is almost flawless to me. This was I thought it was so boring. I Manifest Destiny? Are you fucking kidding me? Did nothing for I'm me. I'm speeding in my car bumping that song. I fucking love it. I was just like, I was like, maybe, maybe I have fatigue. Let me, let me go second, second round, even second listen. Uh, oh, you're out. I'm, I'm, I'm glad the world is on my side with this one. Like this is yeah. pretty praised universally. Like this is one of the best albums. And I don't, one of the reasons I, don't I even f- care. One of the reasons I feel that way <laughs> is because this is, uh, this is like the only album that had that carries over a full lineup from the previous. Okay, so I, it's consistent. Well, I think the chemistry was already there. That's why mm-hmm. they're, they're it feels way more ingrained. Like this is, it's it feels fully fleshed out. the The riffs are super strong. I, I I mean I think across the board. I don't. There's not a single song on here that I don't like. the The speed is still there. It's not like nothing has been toned down in any way. Everything just got tighter like there's no real shift in one direction except from it being a little bit more thrashy but it just feels so like glued it feels so connected everything feels so organic uh, I, I think this is fucking i think this is their best thrash album by far like this was maybe, almost best period maybe maybe that's the issue for me where it's like it's just like tuned up like i rather listen to crossover than this album uh, uh, i will admit there's no like crazy amazing moment like like probation on here but 
even then I still get that from, from songs like Manifest Destiny and fucking, uh, I don't know. There's, there's just, I, I like them all, man. I, like I, think, all. I think the opener, um, All For Nothing and the Think For Yourself are like the two strongest to me. That yeah, that one's uh slows things down a little bit. It's a little bit more heavy. There's a full fucking two and a half minutes before the vocals come in. They're yeah. really taking those intros seriously. Uh do the dream is fucking funny because it sounds like a lame, like motivational thing. It which does. I'm sure is the point. Uh maybe. That that feels like Metallica Thrash. That is like And then yeah. I think he like tries some like legitimate singing that's kind of funny and endearing on there. I remember hearing it on the, was it maybe the next album? There's only maybe two moments in the entire discography where he sings, sings, mm-hmm. and it's like, hey, it's fine. It's yeah. just a punk guy's like, he's was, he's not trying to do it for long periods. No, but, certainly yeah. not. I, I got the impression from earlier stuff that that Kurt is actually tone deaf, which is why he does his like his yell thing so yeah. much. Uh, hearing him sing, he's not. But like, if you listen to something like, like God is broke. Like, mm-hmm. oh, he's tone deaf. Like, he's clearly tone deaf. He's, yeah. he's, he's not. Those are all, I guess, choices. But uh, yeah, those are rare moments. But I don't I don't know, doggy dude. I, I fucking I, lo- I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> so were you just bored? Is that, is, what, is that what? Yeah. Or like, I don't know. I, I see a song like Slumlord and I'm like, I should like that. You know, you should like that. Although I do think it's the first like. I, would, I call it the first hiccup on the album. It's really the only song on the album that I don't love. Yeah. And then the. I don't know, like suit and tie guy, which oh. is like this. I don't, I don't like, I don't uh, think it's like <laughs> I love one it. of their stronger. Oh, I think it's great. I think it's great. It's big and satisfying. It's a, it, here's, it's, here's why I think you don't like this album so much. Well, it is their most unapologetically thrash album. Well, maybe the next one is a little bit more, yeah. but this one, I think it's just, I don't know. Maybe you just don't like crossover. This is like the most, their most crossover album. Yeah. Ironically, I, since not even some, the other one was called crossover. I don't know. I just like, it truly feels like a transitional album to me where like, Oh, this feels like a perfect form album to me. Yeah. I don't, uh, did not stick with me the way obviously other albums have. Um, Oh, you're crazy. You're crazy. Uh, oh man. This was a, no, yeah, this was a favorite amongst pretty much even people that I didn't like. We still agreed on this album. <laughs> like, it uh, just yeah, I don't know. It just look. This is a cheap and tacky band. <laughs> How dare you? They're experts at this. They fucking created a subgenre. I mean, like you know, the the presentation and and what they're about. But this felt it's, like they're a, they're a low maintenance band. It, there sure. we go. There yeah. we. That's what I'm looking for. Nothing but, tacky uh, about them, just because they do look goofy. Yeah, <laughs> and, and this one just slip rim hats. Yeah, I don't I don't care what you people think. <laughs> Light them up in the comments, baby. <laughs> for once, him, not me. <laughs> don't uh, give a fuck. Uh, uh, yeah. So it just I think we. I feel like this is so much like a, a cohesive, uh, fully formed thing, just because it, it's like a. It feels more the most original and refined. Like it really did, does feel like they made their own thing with this this album. That was obviously hinted at and, and began on the last one. But this is like the stuff that I think everyone copied. Like uh, maybe it's a blast me to see Nuclear Assault ripped off everything. But uh, I never loved Nuclear Assault. I think they're fine. But it does feel like bands like that got everything from like this style here. That's yeah. I don't know. It's also interesting hearing that because I think it's like sandwiched 
between two better albums. Oh, yeah. I think it's the, it's the peak of the mountain. That's what I think. It's the inverse, uh, inverse mountain. I will me. stab you right now. It's the deepest <laughs> valley. It is, it is fucking the peak. You know what? Changing my opinion. It's, it's best. I'll change it to best. <laughs> I just pure spite. <laughs> I'm not, but I want to. Uh, all right. Anyway, Alex's worst least favorite because he's fucking crazy. Out of my mind. Out of his mind. He's a madman, a true madman. Uh, but uh, I like it. And if you, uh, if you, depending on which uh, parent you like the most, you'll go ahead and follow suit. Or you have your own opinions because you're an individual person. I don't know either way. But we got to move on. Yes. This is a. Uh, well, this is another very self-explanatory album. This came out the following year. This is 1989's Thrash Zone. I'd do a double check, make sure this wasn't a live album. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's only it's the only song that does the but fake live stuff. I right? want to make sure. I, yeah, oh, I hate it when bands do that. Infamously. Uh Typo negative. Typo negative. Check out an episode. This song. Rules. Now they're, I'd say, tighter than ever. The song also has some funny, funny lyrics. I mean, there's funny lyrics throughout, but... I'm glad you can make it out, because I can't make out a single lyric. Um, I, I'll wait till it's done playing, but I think it's, like, towards the end, but... Also, I forgot to mention the last album, most of the slow sections were kind of dropped for a while. Like, it was a very fast album. They're showing out the gate, we're back to some slow stuff. Yeah, I think only like Man Unkind had some. That one and yeah, we gave you one other as well. Yeah, this rules. That's so fucking insane. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah. So, yeah, they, it goes faster again, and it, uh, it's a very fucking cool song. And then this this is my best. Ah, you're crazy. I think it's a good album. I think it's the one of the weaker thrash, thrashy sounding. This was like when I was all said and done. It was like the most memorable to me. Really? This was like the first misstep of all their albums ah, for me. Yeah. No. No. Well, then make your case, bitch. Yeah, that song. He's talking that, about, that is a great song. Yeah, Indians from Outer Space. High on weed. Yeah, what the fuck? You're like crazy. Um, and then, yeah. Uh, what else we got? Oh. Your first song ever? Yeah, first song ever. Uh, but we've talked about that. Labeled Uncurable. Oh. One. That's when he tries to sing that's a little a, bit. Yeah, that's the one. And, that's and the I, only moment think, in the entire discography where he sings. I know it's a bonus track, but that's... How it is on the the thing. Um, yeah. I like you say I'm scum. They do like some psychedelics shit on there. Yeah, both of those are technically bonus tracks, but they I think at this point they're they're basically canon. Yeah. Because like I forget which, but uh one of them was only on the LP version and one of them was only on the CD version. Mm-hmm. And then streaming they just threw them all in there. Smart choice. Yeah. But not that that song's psychedelic, and then like crazy fast again it's yeah the, the like, intro is like it, it's it's a bass intro but it's it's a psychedelic bass basically it's very cool um 
<clears throat> kind of wild to hear like a metal band talking about like gun control, especially like in the eighties. I'm yeah. sure Middle America didn't like them when they played that song. Probably not. It it, it is you could tell it was written by young guys. It's like pretty rudimentary lyrics, but it is a, a topic you didn't hear that much in, in this era at all. Especially, yeah, not in metal. Um, especially not. Also, speaking of that song, uh, the, uh, they'll, they'll they'll dabble in this later on more. But that first chunk, they they sound like fucking Sepultura. Oh yeah, yeah. They they're dipping their toes in other things besides thrash now. Um, the trade, I think that's just like a fun song about. Oh, I, uh, that's one of my least favorite songs on the record. I think it's just fun. It's them, it's funny lyrically. Yeah, them being on the road. There's, yeah, there's parts that could be like fucking Judas Priest stuff on there. There, this is by far their heaviest yet. Uh, they will get heavier later for sure, but here it's like, whereas the last album is like so. It's such a crossover album. It's such a like of what that genre is. Mm-hmm. This is a thrash album. I mean, yeah. it tells you in the fucking name. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, uh, towards the end, I think abduction is just like heavy as shit. And what a clever idea to sing about child abduction and bring in the kids choir. Yeah. I hate the kids. I hate kids choirs in every single song that they're ever in. I, I fucking hate them. I hate the sound of their stupid little voices. I thought it you know no it's it's a clever thing it's a clever concept um and it is a it is a very fucking cool song uh before that though you get worker b which is like the the only song that's less than a minute Mm -hmm. rules fucking rules uh but before that give a hoot i i I, that song bores the i mean the the fast sections i think are spectacular but goddamn, most of that song bores me a lot i would agree with that to me, the only cool part is the outro when it gets kind of spacey. Ah, uh, I wish you had a timestamp. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. we'll just have to use our imagination, folks. Yeah. Towards the end of the song, it gets real spacey yeah. for no reason. Other than that, it's can. cool. It, uh, what else is on there? I mean, I still, I still think it's a fucking great album. I mean, I still like uh, Strategy a lot, too. Um, and that, that was like the first sign. I was like, oh, yeah, the punkiness is mostly gone mm-hmm. there's so little there's almost no punk on here except from like worker bee or something but yeah there's very much a sign of a heavy they're, they're slower too they're not like slow mm-hmm. but the they they have gotten to the point where they are slow enough to never ever not be in sync with each other which is like that's a oh wow they're, they're playing regular speeds now yeah uh Sl- slow and heavy will usually win out my heart so that's what that's what happened here uh yeah and it's not even slow for me baby it's not even slow it's not slow like i mean you guys heard in the 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 intro i mean it's still very fast but that's about as fast as it gets Mm -hmm. and 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 then other parts even in the same song they go what i like to call like regular punk fast mm-hmm. or like <laughs> 90s punk fast where you like you could really hear everything and it's like all right they start doing that more later on and i think i i find I have like real problems with that because i mean really what makes them sound like them is how fast it is yeah uh it just it always just like felt a little bit more extreme like they were willing to go way faster like they they can go any speed they fucking want but you always knew it was them because it was so fast mm-hmm. uh, it's not completely missing here but you could tell it's it's going away uh but yeah, Alex's best and personal favorite. No, no, no. You, you said just your best. Just my best. I did. I missed that. Oh, I got one more. Oh, baby, one more up my sleeve. Oh boy, you're all kinds of unpopular picks today. I don't even care. <laughs> I don't even care. Alex's best, 
a cool record. Check it out. Uh, the most metal yet, but it is not the most metal they will be because we got a couple more. And boy, oh boy, we're in the 90s now. Uh, Felix is left. <laughs> we lost Felix. Apparently, there's a quote here. I wanted to see if we can, here it is. Here's the quote right here. Yeah, so they asked Spike what happened to Felix. He says, uh, Felix was real young when he got when he got in the band. He was like 15, 16 or whatever. So he wasn't quite, I guess, ready for it and whatnot. He wasn't mature enough. He got in a lot of trouble and he went to jail and he got out of jail and he went back to jail because he got in trouble again. And so now he can't really leave Texas. So that ended his career with DRI because we don't want to tour Texas <laughs> for the rest of our lives. Holy shit. They literally had to replace it because they he couldn't leave the state. God damn. Legally couldn't leave the state. Also, I'm getting a little little ahead here, but uh there's like a story about them trying to tour Canada and not not being able to uh get in because they have DUIs. Oh really? Yeah. D that's it? I, I know. I know. That's not like an international crime. Right. It still sucks and you should still fucking, you know, fix your life. Uh but to not be let into an entire country because <laughs> holy shit maybe they just like got the ticket or whatever and didn't deal with it maybe maybe they yeah. should have dealt with it uh but yeah so now we got rob rampy on drums who is a very good drummer but i will tell you right now well they will never be as fast as they were with felix ever again no no uh, so if you like that, sorry. But if you don't, well, there's plenty more to talk about because this came out in 1992. This is Definitions. Every song starts with like a slow, like leveling up. Mm -hmm. What is this? I the Beholder from Metallica. Yep. I think I like this song more than that one, honestly. It's quite blasphemy to some people. This is the anti-injustice for all, though, because the bass is so prominent. Dude, that dude is fucking grooving. <laughs> it's actually too loud. <laughs> I... It may, it may not be for everyone, but I don't know. I think it's fucking cool. It is cool. And this song is really rad. But also, this speed you're hearing right now is pretty... It's like a lot of the album. They are a lot slower. This is the drums have never ever sounded this big and punchy before. Oh, it's yeah. Like, and I think out of every album, this is like that kick drum is loud. Oh, super like every instrument feels like equal and not in a like like a mediocre way. Like it sounds good, uh, but it is very much a metal production. Yes. Yeah, you, you compare this to like the first, the first album. It is, it's wild. This is so crazy. Yeah, they. This is, this is metal as fuck. Also, that's why it's my personal favorite. You know what? 
I, I, this, this is what, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, this album threw me for such a loop as it should. Yes. And I'm like, I don't know where this stands in the, the DRI lore and the, the pantheon of, of their legacy. But like, if this threw me for such a loop and yeah, I fucking dig it. Uh, this is one of the one of two albums that I'd never heard before, mm-hmm. and it turns out I have heard it. I mm-hmm. had heard it at one point, and it's another weird story from my youth, where it was this guy that I, that he was like a, he was the older brother of a, one of our friends, but he would he wasn't that much older where it was like he, he shouldn't have been hanging out with a bunch of teenagers for sure, sure but it was also like not weird. It, it just he was like he he was good with boundaries. It seemed like I don't know. He, he was a cool dude. And I was, and his younger brother was our, was our, like our buddy, and he had a car, which meant it was on. Yes. If anybody had a car, it was on. Sure. And one day I was in his car, and he was bumping what I now know to be this album. Yeah. And I didn't recognize. I was like, "What is this? Why is that fucking kick drum so loud?" Yeah. And I didn't know what the band was. It was just so. I mean, it was. Uh, unknowingly loud, and then I hear the vocals like, "This is DRI. What the fuck is this? Like, holy yeah. shit! I've never heard this before." Uh, and, and I don't know if I don't know if it was the same day. It probably wasn't the same day, but I I do remember one time driving in the car with him and I got a bunch of people and he was hammer speaking of DUIs and he was real nervous and we were passing by a lot of cops and he was doing the thing where he was counting the seconds at the stop signs, like making sure everything was perfectly. And he was so nervous and he didn't know he was trying to drop people off. He didn't know where, where anybody lived and everyone else was fucking hammered. So nobody, like, it was a disaster. I was the only sober one for some reason in a car with a, about to die, basically. <laughs> and I was his fucking point man navigator, like, turn here, here, right here, left. Okay, slow down, slow down, right there on the left. This, all right, you, get out. Yeah, Next yeah. person. I, and he was like, thank you so much. <laughs> like, I have no idea where I'm going. I'm so scared. <laughs> anyway, Holy shit. It's the only time I heard this album. Anyway, yeah. yeah so keep going, keep going. Um, yeah, so very, very like the most metal thing ever. Um, but there are like kind of throwback songs like uh, Hardball. Oh um, man, if it wasn't for man, those lyrics are so annoying. Yeah, and it's literally just him saying, Now we're playing Hardball, but like a thousand times in a row. Yeah, it drives me up, my, up the fucking wall. I don't even think the song's bad at all. What it's a, just man, those vocal lines. What about Dry Heaves? Another like more, more punky one. that is very see that's no what more i said comical no no, no no it's a good song but yeah it's what i said earlier about it feels way more like 90s punk yeah because of the speed is gone that's uh, not really my bag i think it's a, it's a cool song though um so yeah that opener acid rain i was like holy shit and then like after guilt trip i was guilt like, trip's fucking awesome i love that song that's like the most technical thing they're ever gonna do dude it's so cool it's so snappy and tight i love it i love it so so I when I first heard heard this, I was like, okay, this is the first. All right, it's weaker than the rest. It's clearly the first weak album. And then I went went back to it like a day later, and I was like, nah, dude, this this album is pretty fucking rad. Like, yeah, I liked it way more than I than I thought I would. And it's because there's so many highlights, like really strong, like pain to play. Fuck, man, the drum stuff on that song is really really outstanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a different DRI without a doubt, but it's like I don't know. I, I dug it a lot. The other the other one, and I think it's the my favorite song on the album, probably one of the best songs ever. Don't ask. Interesting. Fucking love. Don't ask. Yeah. There's like, I think it's like a wah guitar. That's yeah. Uh, there's a wah pedal on there. I would have loved some more on that, but also. Yeah. And there's this one section 
uh, like in the middle where it slows down, gets super duper heavy. The bass, the bass is doing this twisted ass, super evil bass line while the guitar is just dive bobbing over it pretty much. It's like, it's the heaviest they've ever been. It's so yeah. fucking heavy and it, it doesn't feel weird or out of place at all. It's just, it's just rad. I, I will say this album kind of goes out on a, a meh. Sure does. Target's not a great closer. No, it's not a bad but, song, but um, the guitar solo rips on Target. It starts out with a with a real kick. Yeah, I, I would say it starts out fucking amazingly, but I think by halfway it kind of just feels like the rest. Yeah, after I think like in Let It Go, like it's well, no, no, so, after after that, no, no I mean because no, you. The, the fucking the intro to you is like legitimately pretty yeah like uh, put, you know i'm gonna do that i was gonna tell you to put it on that i forgot <laughs> this is uh, this is this is you the first acoustic guitars we get from them is it the first one uh, no no we get acoustic guitars on another, on another track I believe. Yeah, on Say It, we get some acoustic guitars too. Oh, yeah. But this is DRI, dude. This is fucking DRI. Out of the Society. Couch Slouch. This is them. I never saw this coming. That's no. so cool. Yeah. And then the song, of course, turns into a thing that goes fast and heavy for sure. But uh, Say It is, is the first time we hear some, some acoustic guitars in the intro. Uh, I think it's the first time they ever go clean, period. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, this is a their most experimental quote unquote album. For sure. Yeah, it's it's definitely the most uh I don't know, kind of keeps it guessing the most varied. Uh fun. Un- underrated, I, th- I would say. Yeah, fun album. Wasn't expecting it. And uh yeah. Yeah, Alex's personal favorite, uh, an unexpected personal favorite, but I do think it's underrated. Doesn't get talked about so much. So there we go. But I don't feel as bad about on, giving it. On this uh Album they they they're not a metal blade anymore. Where do they go to? Or no, I was it this? Oh, they did their yeah. own. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they self released their own run. Like, like the first album was uh, also self released. <clears throat> they did it. I guess they. What was the reason? I, um, this is from Spike. They just wanted to do something different. I think he wanted more money. Uh, <laughs> Spike says we always got along with them. Them being metal blade, uh, we never really had any big serious problems with them or anything. We left it just trying to pursue something on our own. We want to do our own record label, and whatnot thinking that we can make more money or whatever and do it a little, little bit more to what we wanted to do it rather than how they do it or whatever. Uh, but he seems like he likes them a lot still to this day and is all very amicable. That's, that's nice. That's very nice. But <clears throat> we got one more, one more and a handful of EP. Oh, one EP. Right? Yeah. Yeah. One EP. So, Last album. This is uh, three years later. This is 1995. Oh, fuck. I keep forgetting. <laughs> God damn it. It'll take me 40 episodes to get used to doing this. That's like, <laughs> uh, yeah, this is 1995's Full Speed Ahead. Ooh, coming in hot. Weirdly uncommon for this band to come in hot like that. So now speed is kind of back. Yep. This is faster than anything on the last album. It's not like DRI fast, but it's 
This is this isn't thrash. This is basically hardcore punk. It's about it's about as big a shift from the last stuff as you can get yeah. for this band. Um, this yeah, this album's probably the messiest, and why you're gonna give it? I don't think it's messy at all. Well, oh. I mean, like in ter- totally. It's like all over the place. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, obviously correct. Worsley's favorite for this one. And I don't think it's a bad album. I like, I actually like this. I like every album. I don't think they've ever put out a bad album. But this is the weirdest and wonkiest and Dude. most uneven and most like, oh shit. They do like, like groove metal stuff on I'm the Liar. Oh yeah. I, I like that song. I mean, I do like that group. No, the, the playing is like great. They're, it's extremely tight. Like the last two albums are really like the tightest they've ever been by far. Like uh, they don't care. I think that's like a standout oh. drum track. Not to mention the most downtuned thing they've ever done. Like mm-hmm. heavy, heavy. Like they've usually stuck to standard tuning as far yeah. as I can tell. But here they're going like, no, we're going heavy, heavy. And on this album is where we get the most like Sepultura sounding stuff. Yeah. Or like syringes in the sandbox. Jesus Christ. That song. That could be a fucking Caius song. I don't like it so much. Yeah. I, I don't. Cause it, yeah, like Caius, it's very divey and sleazy and, and deserty and, mm-hmm. you know, um, cowboyish, very heavy. And, you know, I, I just don't, it just doesn't feel right with them. I don't know. After that is when things go south. It gets. Yeah. I started like, all right, pay attention. Um, girl with gun. Oh, I like it. Inject some like much needed energy back into the album. For sure. I do like the the opening bass. I think is killer. Uh, the song I don't think is itself is that is that anything special and the, the lyrics are pretty fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then yeah, like level seven is just that one's just songs. It's uh, it's fairly average. And also it has some weird EQing on the vocals. Um Kurt sounds like a transformer on there. I and mean, it's sound it's like intentional, but it, it comes off as like strange and pointless. It's just it's because everything else sounds normal and just his voice sounds like it's recording in a in a steel tank. But the- the only thing I enjoyed in the back half was the hidden instrumental. Fucking awesome. So unexpected. Dude. And this nailed it. It's it, it bums me out that they never did more like that. It's so it's melodic. It's mid paced. It's hopeful. It's obviously instrumental. Mm-hmm. It's like this rock song. Like it's really pretty well written. I don't know. I'm just going to put it on because it's, it's so unlike everything. It's, it's as pretty jarring. Short too. Very short. It's as jarring as like say it or you on the last album so this is yeah hidden instrumental fucking weezer or something or yeah like like noisy slint yeah yeah exactly very slinty this is fucking beautiful And yeah, this could do like those like waltzy drum parts. And yeah. It's just like, goddamn. It rules. I yeah. can't believe they didn't do more like that. They cl- When they show that they can do something like that, it, it makes would, me very sad. It would have been cool to like do the whole album like that. Or at least a, more of it. Yeah. Because a lot of stuff here is just so strange. Uh, and I, I ended up not liking a lot of the more Sepultura 
mm-hmm. heavier stuff like dead meat or um what's the other one um john and quartered yeah they're they're heavy and they're really bitter and they're like this is like the most bitter and evil they've ever been like really heavy but it, it just doesn't it just feels off it all blends together and there's no real yeah. standouts either um and, and the one other final strange strange thing is they re-recorded who am i for some reason and they changed nothing about it and it's just on here and it just it's what an unusual choice yeah why why do that i have no idea i think uh yeah this is a uh, spike produced this by himself he nice. he co-produced the last two but this one is all him and, and, and to his credit it does sound good um mm-hmm. uh, but it is a uh, the most yeah the the iffiest by far if uh yeah if the if i didn't find the first half interesting i i would have been on the same page as you i don't mind the last half so much like i do like the song broke um it's under, under a minute song yeah. very high speed thrasher and then i do like uh the closer underneath the surface more it's you know heavier slower mm-hmm. mid-paced style thrash i think it's pretty cool uh but yeah they, i don't know it's still it's, a cool album it's just yeah. the highs never get very high for me and it has the most number of songs they don't care for on here mm. um and like yeah. the, the the new shift toward really brutal thrash it just it doesn't feel nearly as organic as anything they've ever done in the past even last time which was a yeah. huge shift that still felt like a natural progression somehow but yeah, Damn. last album they would do. Last album, yeah. This is uh, so after this they said we're done recording or something like that, and uh, then they said, "Wait, well, hold on, never mind." Uh, they were it was like 2003. They recorded a song, uh, which 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 is I don't I don't know. I forget. Um, yeah, I could just find it right here. But <clears throat> yeah, I think it was 2003. They released one single, and then in 2016 was it? Yes. They recorded a whole new EP. Well, I don't sort know of. if I want to call it that. I wouldn't call it a whole. Yeah, you're right. It's a sort of new. <laughs> I don't know what the purpose of this fucking EP is. To annoy me. That's yeah. <laughs> that's his purpose. Yeah. Uh, I can't find the goddamn single they released. After my extensive research, it appears I was wrong or something like that. I think it was 2001. It was a Dirty Rotten Power EP. It was a split with Raw Power. Mm-hmm. And they put on, they put, what well, they recorded, Who Am I, Broke, Problematic, and I, yeah, I think that's, I think they re-recorded those. Yeah. Um, which is, uh, I don't know, I wouldn't call that, I wouldn't say that counts so much, but this EP has a whopping three brand new tracks and then two re-recorded tracks. Uh, we're not going to be doing a whole feature on it, but it's called there's, But Wait, yeah. There's More. Came out 2016, and uh, I didn't like it that much. <laughs> no, yeah, it doesn't really warrant talking about other than it's like exists and they recorded and re-recorded things. it would be too obvious of a worst i think oh for sure yeah um and it's like it's just a regular punk it's like it's not even it doesn't even feel like hardcore punk it feels like standard punk it's not super fast it's it's very easy on the ears it's very inoffensive like the three new tracks are they're they're like man two two minutes two and a half minutes mm-hmm. um and then the last one is like a minute and a half, two and a half minutes for that, for the song anonymity is a lifetime. <laughs> There's like two riffs in the entire song and yeah. it's play just, they're just recycling them over and over again for two minutes, 48 seconds. It just feels so not what DRI ever did. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I'm 
I'm opposed to them trying new things. This feels like a, the most regressive thing I've ever heard them do. Like, ever. Yeah, and I think the re-recording songs oh, well, is... Pointless. Yeah, yeah Mad, they re-recorded Madman and Couch Slouch. Uh, yeah, there's no, yeah. And they're, and honestly, this version of Couch Slouch is so, so bad. And it's not, it's played fine. They're all great musicians. Yeah. Um, obviously, they have different, a new drummer and bassist because they went through a thousand since they broke, since the last album. But Couch Slouch is so slow here. It's mm-hmm. so slow. It feels awful. <laughs> like if, if you, if this, if someone showed this to me as check out this great DRI song. I would say this song is not that cool. The slouchiest version of Couch Slouch. Easily. Easily. <laughs> uh, and Madman is, yeah, again, these are all just, it's, I think they were just bored and they're rusty and they wanted to just throw something out there. Some, yeah. They, yeah, because all the other albums, they were all, I mean, there was a few gaps, like three-year gaps, but during like the prime era, they were churning them out. They were, they would kept moving and they kept mm-hmm. growing and changing and stuff. Uh, they just been touring for the past, 25 years so like obviously it's going to be a little bit iffy but that's it that's it <laughs> i guess we're yeah, done we did it that man that ended on a whimper there's no because it's just it was, like it, just like the, really just like the actual ep yes uh still a fucking great band thank you so much for listening and watching and hanging out let's do a little recap uh, for me, worst, least favorite, four of a kind. Uh, you're me. Sorry. Keep I going. I don't get it. Uh, best, Thrash Zone. This the most memorable. Uh, personal favorite, Definition. Wasn't expecting that. Nope. No, wasn't expecting all of those picks. <laughs> all of those picks I disagree with so heavily. Those are my picks. They might change a year from now, but <laughs> as of recording, those are my picks. I, I, th- I was thinking before I give my picks, that would be a good one, a good bonus episode to be like, which picks do, do i regret we, it yeah. yeah probably do yeah i know i i know there's a few that i already regret but uh <laughs> for me dirty rotten ep slash dirty rotten lp personal favorite it is a hallmark hardcore punk record and it is fucking crazy even if it is difficult to listen to for normal people dealing with it best that i'll never get tired of it it is the the 25 of like their best songs all in one super short album it's it's incredible and it's tight as hell and if it's just if you like fast music, that's where you go, baby. And worst least favorite, full speed ahead, wonkiest, strangest, uh, least I don't know, cohesive, uh, and yeah, least interesting of the of the bunch. It's still interesting, but uh, the only true misstep I feel like in their entire discography, not counting the last EP. Uh, but check out all their albums; they're all very good. They're a very good band. So so if, fun. If that's your bag, you yeah. can't really yeah. There's there's no selling someone who doesn't like fast music on this band. Yeah, it's, it's there's a complete waste of time. If you like fast music, the, man, I don't remember when it was. It was a while back. I think someone left a comment on um, our Septic Death video, basically saying, "Ah, this is trash. I don't get it. Like I don't get DRI. I don't get Septic Death." Like, all right, there's nothing, I, there's nothing to get. Yeah, That's I can't it. like I can't make a sale pitch to you, especially as an adult, like you know uh if you're yeah if you're not into this shit and you're like over 30 you're not gonna get into yeah, it yeah like you can you can hear dri as noise for sure but if you i mean there, there's real noise out there that i also like like if you like noise i mean good god this is pretty cool mm-hmm. it, it's yeah there's no either you, you dig it or you don't i can't make a case for why it's brilliant i just think it's really well done for what it is and uh yeah I yeah. like it. Fucking 
fucking grew up with heavy music and uh i'm probably never gonna stop listening to it i'm gonna be the weirdest old man ever that's uh it was one um I, it's like a, a not one but like it's one of those uh like i don't know trains of thought not trains of thoughts just like thought patterns where you look at genres youthful genres we'll call them mm-hmm. emo punk metal something something very angsty or aggressive mm-hmm. you looked at them look at them as as teenager things as youthful things and then you grow out of it but how how and or why would you grow out of it if it's a thing that you enjoy? Like, how could that happen? Just because it's presented as a as, as a more youthful type thing. Yeah, that's a very. I feel like that's a whole like whole nother podcast. Um, because I I have doing some some cleaning around the record collection lately. Like my tastes have been pretty consistent Mm -hmm. um i mean i've like opened myself up to new things yeah but when i was i was like oh maybe i can get rid of a few things i was just like nope 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 like yeah it's like if you're if you're shedding things that you genuinely liked maybe either those things weren't good or you don't really have any like strong passion for music or love or conviction for that kind of thing yeah where you're because like I can still listen to Corn's first two records. Corn reference. Sorry, got to got to squeeze it in. Uh, and like, yeah, it's not very cool, but I think they're fucking cool records. And then and it, I just know when I was nine years old. Like, yeah, yeah it's still it's. And there's definitely stuff I've like grown out of, but for the most part, uh, yeah, the stu- like, yeah, the stuff that I, that I like I don't listen to anymore is like genuinely bad, and I was only listening to it for X Y Z reasons. Like I just didn't have the exposure to, to different stuff or I was like trying to fit in with certain people, like some, something mm-hmm. like that. Cause all of the weird, crazy shit that I was really into as a teenager, like the weird, obscure, awful stuff. I still like it. It's still pretty cool. Join us in the next episode where we talk about if the offspring is objectionably bad or objectively bad, objectively, or maybe they got fucking cool drum parts. Maybe I have, I've never given them a fair shot. (laughs) Everyone's heard all the fucking famous song, all the stuff worth hearing. Basically. I have been told by people that I would trust musically that that first album, you don't fuck with that first album. It's pretty, pretty damn good. The first, I don't, maybe it's the first album. I don't actually know. It's one of those albums. Maybe it's the first album. You would probably like it because it was more hardcore. Maybe that's the one I'm talking. Maybe that, maybe that's it. But also, you know, you know, maybe Smash has got some fucking bangers on it and it deserves its place in a uh, pop culture history. <laughs> no, that's I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> that, was my, that was me agreeing with you. That's off Americana, which is uh, a whole nother thing. Oh, boy. Anyway, thanks for listening so much for listening and watching and hanging out with us. Uh, please stick with us long if you want to do that. Subscribe if you want to do that. Like the video. Uh, please like the video. Leave comments if you want to talk shit to us and hang out with us and do whatever. Leave your picks for best and worst if you want to play along with us. And uh, yeah, full Spotify playlist on DRI. You can find a link to that in the description along with all the other playlists that we got at everyalbumever.com, almost at DRI.com. Don't do that. <laughs> or do that. I don't care. Uh, follow me on all social media at PanderMonkey and follow Alex on Instagram 
at Mother Puncture. Hell yes. Don't I also don't forget to follow our history guy Tom Osman on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Tom Osman Sounds. So what's his substack? Substack, Tom and his debut album, so much for all day's work. Links in the description for that. Uh and while you're at it, check out my PT motherfuckers. All right, Pander Monkey by Pander Monkey. It's in there. Go check it out. It's very fun. Uh, I'm gonna record an EP in a week's worth of time just to make this more bloated next episode. You can do that. And uh, <laughs> and unfortunately <laughs> We will actually plug it every single episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and, if, and most importantly, everybody, patreon.com slash every all ever. That's where we make our bread and butter. That's where we make our bread. That is our bread and butter. Fuck it. That's where we make our bread and butter. We and make butter. it, and it is. We make the bread and butter from the money you give us there because we are hungry. So thank you for that. Uh, bonus episodes, early access to the loose ends episodes, discounts off our merch. You get to see our schedule in advance. You get to vote on polls decide who we cover next yeah uh, you get to join the discord and be a part of our community as well as suggest our shorter 2022 episodes for us that we we pick out and we do those every other week uh yeah we also we also um throw it to our patrons you know themes for bonus episodes and stuff like that so it's all fun and if you're tier two if you're bigger than jesus then you can suggest these big old giant fat discographies and uh, that's the only way we'll do it. There's uh, way too many bands in the world, and uh, we make too little money. And that's just um, that's the way it is, and I'm sorry. And I'm not sorry. Please go there. We need it. Uh, I think. Is that it? Is that yeah, it? That sounds about right. There's money. All right. So we made it through the episode. It's under two hours. It's still lengthy. Still but it's under two hours. And even though there's a million songs to choose from, there's only rule, There's only really one. For in your heart of hearts, yes. in my heart of hearts, baby. Oh, there's only there's only one, and if you were listening to the episode at all, you know that that is Nursing Home Blues. So thanks so much Hell for listening and yeah. watching. See ya.